and thank you for tuning in to the Attack and Release Show. My name is Matt, and I am joined today by my good friend from Nashville, Sam Moses. Cha-cha-laho! This may be a touch of a short episode, as Sam and I were just talking about how we probably need to curse less, talking about Land Rover Defenders, and this cool noise that I now know that my pop filter makes. I told Sam he should sample, and we'll see if he ever uses it in a future beat, brought to you by BeesBeats.com. Anyway, today... I think I already said what we're talking about. Did I say what we're talking about? No. <laughs> ah, today we we probably talked about it so much that that's why I thought. So, as this conversation on the phone is already one hour and seventeen minutes long, we should probably get into this episode today. We are talking about converters and their use in mastering. And Woo-hoo! do you need one? Do you want one? How much should you spend? Or uh, I don't know. Well, we're going to figure it out. What converter Sam's used, what he's using now, what I've used, what I'm using now. And if, in fact, on the Crane Song Head Quantum, there is a little bit of t- pentode and tape on my voice, you'll never know. But, anywho, we'll probably get into that, too. So, you want to get into this one, Sam? I would love to get into it. But before... But first... Yeah. <laughs> You know. Some housekeeping. You know what it is. Get the freaking poodle, Sam, and tell the people what they housekeeping. want. Today, friends, you have the unique once-in-a-lifetime chance today on this special day only to like, share, subscribe. Most likely, we just really want you to share the episode with a friend or a foe. Reposting it on Instagram is a massive help we've learned when you... Uh, screenshot or repost our podcast. It helps so nice. us a ton. We also repost it so then we cross market with you as well to all our thousands of followers we actually have on our personal accounts. So it's super helpful if you can go uh, share the podcast with other people, one other person. That is great. And I think that's all. We'll keep it short and sweet. Like candy. Nice. Whoa. Tastes <laughs> like candy. Great song. That's kind of weird. I think that was Mandy Moore. Right. Shout out. <laughs> Walk to remember. All right. Shout out. So, as far as converters go in mastering, yes. Um, what are we talking about, Sam? <laughs> well, 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 well. Well, Let's talk on about one, real quick. I'm going to cut you off. Here. Yeah. On one of my earlier podcasts yes. that was called, I think, Blowing Smoke Out of My Old Cigar Shop. Yes. I had the guy who was my co host, which was my cousin who helped me run the shop. He asked me a question on air. And I said, Dan, are you asking me this question to explain to the audience because you don't know what it means? <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> there was some resounding silence. So, so Sam, why don't you go ahead and, you know, for the audience, tell us what converters are and what they do. Great. Okay. So here's my hot take. Converters. Uh, you've probably used them. You may not realize that they are kind of everywhere. Your iPhone or Android phone has a converter. Mm. Your TV has a converter. And you may have seen on different things like, people, uh, uh, the lettering D-A-C or a DAC. Sometimes people say, what kind of DAC are you using? Um, And a DAC, D-A-C, is a digital to analog converter. And then, of course, you have analog to digital conversion. So you can have uh, 
two separate ones. So one that converts digital to analog, analog to digital, or you could have a single unit that is both a digital to analog, analog to digital converter, which is probably the more popular option these days, I would say. Um, your phone converts sound uh, digitally from like Spotify to then analog, D-A-C, digital to analog, Spotify really hammering this one home. Headphones. It's important. I was conf- when I first started in audio, I had no idea what this was and didn't realize what a converter was. And it often was daunting because people talk about DAX, 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 you know, what DAC you got. Um, and so anyway. Shake that DAC. Shake your DAC. <laughs> um, expensive DAC. That's a mug. That's an expensive DAC. Um, anyway, for those listening, you are constantly um, hearing, you are hearing what a converter sounds like. And there are all sorts of converters from cheap, like, I don't know, I don't want to say specifically, but it's probably like 10, 10 cents to a dollar is probably the price of the converter in your phone. And then you get into like audiophile grade or like mastering grade, which can be, I don't know, like 2000 3000 10000 20000 I'm not sure how much the most expensive converter is but you can kind of pay what you want and there's different kind of levels of converting because there's different um I'll say consistencies quality in conversion so the more expensive converters are normally more accurate when they convert your audio from analog, which if you were talking into a microphone, you are an analog world, and then it converts and it records it in samples. It's sampling, the word sample, is actually sampling the audio from the analog world, converting it at a certain resolution, bit rate, bit depth, all of that jazz, which is not this episode. We will not get into that too much. Um, and then it converts it into your DAW. Uh, so Pro Tools, Logic, whatever. And the way it gets it from your voice to the microphone to the computer is calculated, uh, obviously, uh, very uh, critically calculated, accurately calculate, calculated. And the more high-end converters usually capture and convert at a much more accurate uh accurate way really that's kind of as simple as it is and then it spits it back out from your daw um pro tools logic ableton whatever you're in out of the converter into some cables into your speakers so then it goes digital to analog again and then you hear it with your ears analog and then your ears convert it <laughs> your ears are converters on some level um so anyway, for those listening, that's kind of what a converter does, what they are, where they are. They're all over us. They're super important. Um, I have found over the years that the better the converter I buy, the better my music sounds. And I am able to make more critical, critically accurate uh, decisions when I use a better converter. I've used all sorts of converters at this stage. I feel like probably the main, I don't know, there's probably like a main dozen that people talk about. Um, you know, from Larvae to um, like 
crane song to lynx to uh, antelope to I don't know I'm leaving stuff out because uh, I don't need to go down the list also can't remember them all but there's quite a few burl that's kind of a popular in Nashville and they all have a different way of how they convert they all in theory do the same thing but they get to the end product very differently usually um and that kind of gets into the sound of converters and potentially figuring out what converter you want uh, in your signal flow, how what you're looking for when you're shopping for a converter. Because it does matter. Because you'll get on gear slots or you'll get on Facebook forum. And someone will be like, what converter's best? And then most people will be like, converters don't matter. We're in 2021 and every converter is the same. They all do the same thing. And that is not a true statement. That is 100% false. Every converter is different. They all convert differently. Uh, Are they all way better than, let's say, when we were in the tape world? Yes. Do they all capture pretty accurately? Yes. But when you are in the professional world, the percent difference can make all the difference. Um, Just like in the Olympics, when somebody wins a race by like 0.1 second, you might be like, oh, it didn't matter. 0.1 second doesn't matter. Well, it's the difference between gold and failing. So that's how converters work, in my opinion, is is it a big deal? Mm, depends on what you're trying to do. What's your end goal? Are you a professional? It should matter then because it is the main thing that is going to convert your audio and spit it in and out to you. And um, I think I've often talked about it, and other people have, maybe, I don't know, as like having the right glasses prescription. And so if you have a prescription for your eyes that is slightly off, then everything will be off. And once you get the right prescription, better one, better two, better A, better B, Uh, everything becomes more clear and you can experience life better. You can read things better. Everything is easier. That's kind of how I view converters is like it is the lens in which you see your audio or aka hear your audio. Um, And if you are not hearing it accurately, then it is very difficult to make accurate choices for your client. And the last tangent I'm going to make, I'm going to hand it off, is people will say often, converters, when you're talking about them, you're just splitting hairs. And I say that is correct. But when you are splitting hairs, a hundred to a thousand different moves, if you're a mixer and engineer, and every time you're going down your channels, your tracks, you got 120 channels, and you split hairs 120 times, all of a sudden, you have a whole head of hair we're talking about that has been Uh, It has been botched, (laughs) butchered. So that is my opening monologue on converters. Matt? There was this. When I was was in uh, like the military college that I went to, the barber there who was known just for like screwing up your haircut. Yes. His name was Shaky Willie. (laughs) Shaky Willie. Yeah, no one, no, you never wanted to get, this is all, sounds all pervy now, but you never wanted to, you never wanted Shaky Willie to cut your hair because like, even if you had like, like a bald haircut, you just have like 
these like random poodle patches he would just like leave there and I don't know if it was just because he didn't care or he'd just been there so long they weren't going to fire him for just leaving random patches of hair but yeah if Shaky really got you you could totally see like a freshman who had no hair I think I think freshmen are allowed to have hair there now <laughs> but we had to get our heads shaved and they called us knobs because you looked like a doorknob um but yeah, if you got if you got Shaky Willie, you knew it. So watch out for him. I actually think he died. So R.I.P. <laughs> Never mind. Yeah. Anyway, that took a weird turn. Anyway, back to converters. <clears throat> um, so like even down to like like like, and this isn't just like a mastering conversation. There's even like like you you get into like production and whatnot, and I mean on the basic level, you have typically. Like the way that everybody knows a converter is they're typically paired up with some type of preamp. And so it's like like the big ones like UAD, Focusrite, Apogee. Um, so like everyone knows like the Apollo, Scarlet, Claret. I think Symphony is, is Apogee. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're normally paired up with some type of with some type of preamp um, in the regular tracking world. But oh, I have potential spam calling me. How do I hang up on this? Um, anyway, just keep going. Uh, yeah, I am kind of like lost my train of thought. I'm gonna flip this over so I stop seeing potential spam, <laughs> and it's beeping in my ears. How do I? I don't want to end and accept decline. That's what I want to do. All right, now that my tangent has gone on for a second time, um, the converter side of it would really be the part that then takes the analog signal that was tracked and then converts that into digital so that just just a, just a form of communication that like a computer can read and then replay and as sam said we're not going to go into sample rate and bit, bit depth and stuff and i don't know in a hundred and however many episodes this is that like we haven't talked about that but that'll probably be an episode down the line <laughs> um but those are those are the big ones that everyone knows some mastering um converters do have like a pre built into it. I know because I just like switched out like some converters. One of the converters, a few of the converters I was looking at had some pre's in them, and I'm like, oh, that'd be kind of nice to. It was just paired right on the D on, on the on the ADC, and I was like, oh, that'd be nice just to do for the the podcast. I can kind of like knock out like two birds with one stone. Um, didn't go that route, but <clears throat> and not disappointed with the route that I did go. But anyway, those are the ones that people really do know. Um, and then in the mastering realm, <clears throat> you do have the converters that, like, kind of like everyone is aware of. You have um, kind of like I don't know. I, I guess the easiest way for me to process this is to kind of go as far as like price is concerned. Everyone knows like around. We won't go like used market, standard market. You kind of have like Hilo. You have the Antelope Pier Two. I think there's like a. There's one I think that Antelope came out with that kind of looks like the same box that Merging came out with. I can't. Mm. I can never pronounce it. It was like like Anubus or something or whatever. I can't remember. But yeah, Merging came out with something like that. And then you have like other Merging. They have like the Happy and the all that stuff. Um, you get into uh, a lot of the Weiss conversion. Uh, made by Daniel Weiss. I think he's on the Mark II for the DAC, and then I don't. I think he's still making his ADC. Um, that has a feature on it that I think every converter should have on it. We can talk about that a little bit later. Um, 
then and like once again, it's just stuff that people know. You have like the Lavery Blue converters. You have the Crane Song converters. You have the converters that uh, Dangerous puts out. I think they have the AD Plus and the Convert Two. Um, Burl has their <clears throat> their DAC and their ADC, and then they have their new thing they came out with, where you can kind of like kind of pick and choose some of the stuff in like a little bit of like a like a mothership kind of a a deal and you can bypass the transformers which oh that was kind of interesting you can kind of bypass the tone on that um and then uh you kind of get into like the lavery golds the prisms um i think around like the helo price range is the prism la- uh like like lyra or something i can't remember um Anyway, probably butchered all that. But anyway, it's like those are kind of like the big ones. And you kind of get into like a lot of the boutique ones um, that have like some of the like old, good sounding like Arta chips. You also have the like the world renowned um, Pacific Microsonics uh, converters that like everyone is in love with. And they're kind of like the, uh, they're kind of like the, Land Rover Defender of converters. They're always, <laughs> I see like, if you have one, you have like two or three because they're always in the shop. And everyone I know who has one, they always have a backup. Um, <clears throat> and then as you get like higher up, you get into like that multi-channel prism. I think it's at like, uh, I can't remember what it's called. It's not, it might be the dream, might not be the dream. Uh, you get into the boutique stuff with, uh, I think there's like the... The like latte by Java, or the Java latte. The I I I don't know. That one's kind of cool. You hear shootouts with that, and you're like, holy crap! Um, and just like a few other boutique ones that I think would be really fun to demo. Converters are pretty darn awesome. But as Sam was kind of getting into, is converters are a lot like glasses, and it's like even if you have the correct prescription for like what you need, and it's like if you have fingerprints and stuff like that and your kids grabbed them off your face and you're watching like a movie or something and say you got like a really cool like expensive like LG OLED TV and your kid just grabbed your glasses and like smudged them all up and got some like <laughs> pudding or crap on them or crap. whatever kids have on their hands, which is everything. <laughs> and you go to put them back on and you're just like, Ugh. well, now you can't see the picture that you paid a literal ton of money to see on probably one of the best TVs out there because now you got crap like that you're essentially monitoring your source from and so well you need to clean your glasses and so if you're not able to replay uh and kind of get in and out uh cleanly and not everyone wants to go like super clean um you do have converters that have a bit of a sound but if you can't kind of get from like a to b in a pretty efficient and low key manner then you may have a little bit of an issue and so that's like when you have like a like say like a lower end converter you may not want to um or not you may not want to you may not be hearing all that you actually need to hear just because the the hardware isn't necessarily in the box that's going to be able to accurately like represent what is there and so or if you're having several converters and you're not really understanding the clocking between the two converters which this is not an episode for clocking but it's super important and we should probably do an episode on that I don't know if you do a full episode on clocking I'm sure we could interview somebody 
Um, and like as I'm like going down this like as as I keep talking, I keep on thinking more converter manufacturers that I forgot, like <laughs> Benchmark and MyTech and all these other ones that I played with. Um, but yeah, long story short, you need a you need a pretty darn good pair of glasses. Um, so I have a few list. I, I have a few questions. If we want to kind of just like bop down this list a little bit, let's bop down. Um, it. Let's bop down it. Bop down it. Do. <laughs> You need one. Do you need a converter? Yeah, and I, I we should I, I should also spell out. You have three different types of converters that will be relevant to this podcast. There's more types of converters, but there's the three big ones. You have the DAC, which is um, it can just literally be. This is your digital analog converter, as Sam said. Um, you can just be monitoring through it. You can use it as like to typically have like. Like a like a headphone preamp and stuff like that in there. Um, then you have your uh, once again your analog to digital conversion, which will kind of take anything for the mastering sense, anything that you did out of the box that'll pop it back in the box. And then you also have the dad bod of <laughs> converters, the digital to analog and the analog to digital converter, all in one box. And some converters do it. Some some converters don't. Um, the Hilo is an example of one. The the Crane Song head that I have is an example of one of them as well. So um, I think the Convert Two and the Pure Two. Anyway, long long story long. Um, do you need a converter, Sam? I would say yes. Even if you are fully in the box you would benefit from a digital to analog converter. And I think a lot of it for me has to do with it's just consistency and accuracy. And if you have a cheap converter or go a cheap route, or if you're just like doing headphone out of a computer, that converter, um, if it's a cheaper type of converter. And this is even like, I don't want to go into the weeds of like, can you make a great sounding record with an Apollo or like a focus? Yeah, of, that's, of I course, wouldn't say that's the point of this of episode. Of course you can. Like I started out with like an inbox and made great records. I started off, I still have some focus right stuff that sounds terrific. But for, uh, as <laughs> I have grown in my career, I'll say, one of the defining things which we've talked about is for me, my definition of professionalism, which separates professionals from amateurs, is the ability to be consistent. And in order to be consistent, in my opinion, you need some sort of reference and consistency. And so for me, a converter is a big deal because I want a converter that is able to convert consistently all the time. And when you get cheaper converters, you can get things introduced um, like timing inconsistencies, which is, if you've ever heard the word jitter, um, that gets thrown around a lot. But basically, jitter is when your converter is converting a, a bit of audio and it's converting it inconsistently. So it creates, um, basically, it degrades the audio quality in the source. So even if you're going to stay in the box, you would most likely benefit, and I actually have a travel DAC um, called Mojo. 
It's the Mojo Cord. Oh, uh, yeah. And I absolutely love it. Um, and I already was a believer in converters, but once I got this, and I use it just when I travel now just to listen to music, um, you know, it's it sounds so much better than my my focus right I have. It sounds so much better than a regular headphone out as well. It sounds very similar in I'll say pristine quality as the Lynx Hilo. But it just presents the audio in a more accurate way and when you are doing anything, even if you're just all you, you do everything. You record, you produce, you're an artist, you're whatever, you you do it all. That's great and can be great, but you should at least give yourself a chance then to hear and record everything accurately. Um, and I found that the better the converter you can buy, the more accurate um, your recordings are and you can make better decisions. Um, I think with converters for me, I have the Lynx Hilo. I've used that for multiple years now. Um, I've used all sorts of converters. I really like the Hilo because I've, in my workflow, I wanted something that was extremely transparent and non-coloring. And I still <laughs> think the Hilo is maybe the best for the most sterile sounding converter out there. Um, if you are not clipping it, Matt. <laughs> and so... Well, damn. <laughs> so if you are willing to uh, not use it as a clipper, it's extremely transparent. Um, and sometimes people talk about transparent clippers or transparent in converters as if the more you can clip a converter, that means it's transparent. And that to me is not true. Um, that's a totally different type of discussion with head, headroom. Um, but for me, the Hilo is my go-to because all my other gear is super coloring. I have tubes, I have old vintage solid state stuff, I have saturators, I have all these different things that I can then inject color into. And so I wanted a converter that was just extremely quiet <clears throat> and clean and accurate. And the Hilo has been that for me for a long time. And... I could buy something much more expensive. Um, I've used much more expensive. I've shot out much more expensive. And the Hilo to me just continually uh, impresses me with how neutral it is with every type of material I throw at it. So that's why I continue to use it. Um, and I really, I wish people could understand it gets into like everything matters in theory, but at the same time, I'm not going to say it doesn't matter. But it's something that's just so unsexy to buy, usually. But once you it sucks buy to, it... Like, to buy your first one, it really sucks. Yeah, it just feels like a waste. Unnecessary. And it's almost one of those things, too, where it's like... <clears throat> it's a slippery slope of... You could buy a great converter and not really notice a massive difference if your room has not also been upgraded, in theory, or accurate. So it kind of, for me, became this thing of like, all right, I need to do converters and better monitors and 
Matt, you got me to upgrade up, upgrade my cables as well. Well, I already had great cables, but now I'm into those grim ones. That oh, that's right. I think are freaking. Well, sweet I never still. followed up with you on that. Yeah, love them. Yeah, I had, yeah. I mean, before that, I had I had Mogami Gold, and I had custom stuff from Belden. From everything I do is from Pro Audio LA. Shout out. They're awesome. I think they're one of the only U.S. distributors of Grimm. Yeah. Otherwise, you got to buy them from right. Finland or the Netherlands, wherever they're from. And it's like, it takes a while. Yeah. So, pro- do, you, do you like them? Oh, I love them. Yeah. They nice. have found their place and they're not leaving. Um, they double as, if you ever need it, they double as AES cables. Dude. The impedance is, uh, is like correct. Oh, sweet. to where like it can either be like that. an analog cable or a digital. Yeah, nobody knows that. Yeah, that's know that. what I use from my uh, the head quantum to uh, yeah coming back to. I just use the Hilo as an interface. Well, there and, you go, freaking yeah, sweet cables. It, yeah, y'all. Yeah, they're they're great. So, sponsor me, Grim. Yeah, none none of those companies sponsor us either <laughs> or anything. They probably literally don't even know we talk about them. I'm literally just gonna buy like a hundred meters spool just to have a hundred yeah. meters. It'd be worth it. Um, but anyway, I never use it. Yeah, the converter thing is one of those things where it's worth the investment, and then it's worth investing into the other things that make, I'll say, the audio shine, which is like some decent full range monitors. Invest in your room. We've talked about room acoustics before. Go listen to those episodes, but it's so 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 important so you can actually hear the difference between converters between your. I remember when I got the Hilo, I shot it out next to what I was using for a long time, which was the Focusrite um, Claret Pre-X 8 or whatever. And for a long time, I really, I worked on that Focusrite and I thought it was great. And then I started A-Bean stuff against the Hilo and the Focusrite back to back when I was testing them out to be like, is this really worth the money? And it was pretty clear as day um, just listening to master to master, like the same song played back. And that's where like a lot of people are going to show you tests or if you go on forums, they'll be like, here's the same song ran in and out, supposedly equal. And obviously you're just trusting the people that they actually know what they're doing. Um, And a lot of times you'll be like, it doesn't really sound that much different. They all sound great, which is in theory great, but it goes back to like, if you're making a ton of choices, which we're all making a ton of choices at every stage, like mastering your your the choices you're not ma- making are also choices um, that impact the sound. And so, when you are working on material, I may touch I don't know EQ compression, limiting EQ compression. I may do six things six different ways, and then in the box, final limiter or something or an inflator or whatever. So I'm I'm making quite a bit of change now. It's not drastic, but it's changing. So you want something Sam. super critical, Matt. Sam. Matt. I have a lot more questions. Oh, okay. So I have a lot of questions. Matt's got a lot of questions. So <laughs> anyway, I'm gonna wrap it up. Should you buy a converter? Yes. <laughs> Question two. <laughs> Good lord. <laughs> I think it's question three. Um, my quick and dirty on: Do you need a converter? Yes. I think that you that even if you're in the box, you should at least have a deck. Um, but if you're going to go the gear route, then you're just going to need to buy. You're going to need to buy an AD anyway. And so, if you've never been out of the box, I would just buy like one of the like a full unit, like a like a DAAD. Um, so, but if you never really plan on going out of the box anytime soon, then sure, just buy a DAC. 
Um, I try to buy as transparent as you can. And uh, yeah, anywho, my answer is yes. If nothing else for like the headphone pre, just for like a second means of monitoring and uh, preferably something to run your monitoring chain through. Um, Even if it's nothing but like going to a monitor controller. Okay, on to here we go. This is the lightning round, Sam. (laughs) Okay, I'll give you a break. How much should you spend? I would say you should probably... mm, I mean, I would have at least $2,000 saved up. Like the the Hilo, you can pick up used for like two thousand ish dollars, I think, mm-hmm. and that's a good deal. <clears throat> There's, I don't know, like I wish people, if you had the ability to audition them, audition them, demo them, if you can do it. Um, also, quick answer here: you can buy converters, try them out, and return them if you don't like them. Just yeah, just I don't do know that. why. More people don't. More, I don't know why people think like I can't buy anything and return it. You're allowed to do that. Um, I would save a couple thousand bucks up. There's not much I would recommend under two thousand dollars, probably, or anything. If you really want to make a jump in quality, um, that's kind of my answer. Honestly, that's my quick and dirty answer. If you're below like two grand, it's probably all the same thing. Like you're not going to yeah. see a benefit in. The, there will be compromised components somewhere within something that's probably less than $2,000. Um, and that's it. That's my answer. <laughs> my answer... So more, but continue. <laughs> my answer to that would probably be... Um, <clears throat> if you're just starting out, I would say the $2,000 mark. And as Sam said, if you're going anything less, then it's kind of like, why bother keep saving? Right. If it is not your first converter, I would say, I would probably say as much as you can afford. <laughs> and without like putting yourself into like a crazy amount of debt, like, okay, you got your room set up, you got like, everything else going, but it's like the converter you got right now is just not doing it for you. And that that was kind of like the boat that I was in a little bit. And we can talk about that in the bonus round. Um, But I would say about as much as you can afford. And then also, once again, remember, as Sam said, you can return something if you don't like it. If you buy it on Reverb, you can't return it. But if you buy it on Gear Sluts or Gear Space now, then you can't return it. But if you buy it new or you get like a demo deal or something like that, which is kind of what I recommend to do. Um, there's like tons of demo deals out there and I think that's a really good idea for a converter. <clears throat> um, also, if you see a main company, no one does this either. If you see a, like a company like Pro Audio LA selling something on Reverb, why don't you like message them and be like, just I, I, this is kind of shady, but this is what I do. I message them and be like, "Hi, can I buy this from you off Reverb for cheaper?" And then they're going to be like, "We can't talk about that on Reverb, but thanks for your interest." And then you go to them and you be like, "Hi, I just reached out to you on Reverb, but you got to start that initial communication so you kind of strong arm them into be like, "You didn't see this on Reverb." 
there's there's a thing you got to do. And then you go, hi, I saw this on Reverb. I was talking with Jessica, and I wanted to buy this. And if I buy it from you off of Reverb, can I get a discount since you're going to be screwed out of 5%? Plus, I've seen you've been bumping it for like eight weeks, and so you're going to be screwed out of that 3% as well. So can we talk about a little bit of a deal break on this? What can y'all do? And then typically you will get a deal on that. So if there is margin to you know be fuddled with, that's what I do. Um, so for the second converter, it, to me it would be as much as you can as it can uh, afford. I'm not the biggest Jay Z fan, but he did have a pretty sweet quote of "If you can't buy it twice, you can't afford it." I would say definitely go for the "you can't afford it" route. <laughs> um, so that's kind of that. Um, so let's see. Can I read my uh, next question that I have? Do you have anything else for that one, Sam? No, I, I don't. <laughs> we'll keep it rolling. Is there a perfect converter? Cool. Uh, I mean, the perfect converter to me would be whichever converter fits into your workflow the best. Like to me, currently, the Lynx Elo is the perfect converter, regardless of. It being not being the most expensive converter out there, it is the perfect converter for what I do and what I'm looking to do. And there's nothing about it that makes me go, hmm, I wonder if there's better. So sometimes I go, I wonder if there's different, but there's nothing about my current setup. And it's been this way for like two-ish years now, thankfully. It's a nice place to be, to be content. <laughs> Yeah. Um, <laughs> Doesn't make too much for a gear episode. Right. <laughs> yeah. Go listen to last year's. So I know. End of episode. So, is there a perfect converter? Yeah, I think there is. I definitely want people to hear that every converter sounds drastically different. Like It's weird, too. Like, a burl sounds like kind of warm and analog-y. You know, the helo is very like sterile and clean. You can go on gear sluts and find, or what's it called now? Sorry, gear space. Gear space. Gear space. And see people complaining about the helo basically being too neutral. I should change my username to gear space, Tom. <laughs> yeah, gear space, Tom. <laughs> I should. Um, so for people out there, like, you're, you're going to want to audition converters because they're as impactful as. Change or picking a microphone or a preamp, in my opinion. So, is there a perfect converter? Sure, in the context of what you need it to do. Moving on. What uh, do you think there's no, a perfect I, I, converter, Matt? You're on the search for it. I know. <laughs> no, I think I'm. I think I'm pretty darn content with where I am at. Um, I'm like in this. Like mental phase of like, do I phase out my Hilo or not? Mm -hmm. Because like, and I there's a there's <laughs> Frank at Fuselage Mastering. Him and I talk a good bit, and he calls the the Hilo at my desk. He calls it my Nintendo controller, <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> he's like, "Yeah, when are you getting rid of that Nintendo screen?" And I was like, "Probably never." Like, even if I get, even if it's not in my rack anymore, I'm never getting rid of it because it just sounds really nice. Yeah. Um, so. Like I'll give that to the Hilo every day of the week. Um, currently, it's only serving as like an interface between my computer and my rig, and then I just AES to my my crane song and back. And uh, I don't use the Hilo at all for like conversion. All the conversion is done 
It's just kind of as an interface and then as a monitor controller. So I would just need... <clears throat> That's the thing in the Heal episode, if you listen to it, it's the perfect converter if you want to be frustrated with it taking care of everything. <laughs> if you, like, I don't know, if you run shit a little hot, it's not going to work. So uh, is there a perfect converter? I am currently in love with the Crane Song Head Quantum. I know they're a bit hard to find now. I heard they are coming out with them. But ever since getting this thing, I have fallen in love with Crane Song. And I just want to like, like find more gear that they make. Um, converters that I've had, um, I've had the Hilo. I've had a Lavery Gold, an M, uh, a Mark III. Um, that one was cool. The Mark III, okay, so let me just say real quick, is dope as hell because you can dial in, there's a setting for the meter to where when you're running a tone for it, you can calibrate the meter to within, I think, two one-hundredths of a dB. And since you can calibrate the meter on the, and since you can calibrate the converter to that accuracy, you can also calibrate your gear to that level of accuracy down to the channel, left and right. And so it's really nice to have. That was fun. Um, there was just like some weird issues with it, chatting with the Hilo. And I was just in like a like a thing, like I was looking for a different um, AD. And so that was nice. The only thing I didn't care for is that it was like a little bit zippy. Um, but I totally get why it's a, it's a pop converter, why it's a hip-hop converter. And it is zippy, it is punchy, and it takes a ton of heat. Um, so that that guy was nice. Um, the Dangerous AD Plus, I had that for a little while. Um, I loved the meter on it. I, I loved all the stuff on it. Um, if you're looking for an AD, that's pretty affordable, $2,000 range, that's it. Um, then you have those transformers on the output part of it. I think they're, they're from Hammond. It's a com Canadian company. It's literally like a hi-fi knob. It is bizarre what they do, and they just clean stuff up. Uh, I did a little stint with Burl. I liked that. Um, a really, really short stint with the AD. And then the uh, I played with the DAC a little bit. The DAC was like super clean. I think the DAC can uh, pair up with the DAC on the heel on the Hilo. It's like almost indistinguishable between the two. The AD, for those of you who know Burl, obviously not um, indistinguishable from the from the Hilo. There is a tone there. Um, let's see. Oh, I never mentioned this on as just a DAC. I have a headphone amp. That's a, uh, is it a, no, I think this is just a headphone amp. This isn't a DAC. It's a, but what I use for a headphone amp is the Little Labs monitor. Y'all, if y'all got $500 to burn, like if you just need like an expense at the end of the year, like crap, I don't want to pay like this much in tax. I want to pay this much less. And I want, I want just like a, a random expense. Little Labs monitor, end of the year, just do it. Thank me later. It's like, You'll listen to this and you'll be like, holy crap, why do I even have monitors in my master room? Why don't I just master on headphones? Like, it is just clean. It is nice. Even if you're just not mastering or doing anything with it, you're just kind of listening through it. It is fancy. Super, super sensitive as well. Um, and then, like, obviously, a lot of people know that I ended up with the uh, Crane Song Head Quantum. Um, I like it a lot. It takes a ton of heat. It does what I need it to do. I didn't think I'd like the DSP as much as I do. You can also choose where you want the DSP. You can have it on the DA side, the AD side. You can decide which bit rate you output at. And it just, she's nice. Um, 
It nobody talks about this on the if you have the DSP out, then it's not going to be handling the overs. It's not it's just going to pass them on to the next thing in the chain. But if you have the DSP in and then like something just on like half of whatever the value is of say pentode or tape or triode, whatever, then it will the DSP is what handles the overs. So it's kind of nice. You have like samples all the way up to 192. I only go up to 96 personally. Um, and uh, yeah, the clock on it is just a freaking, it, it, it's, it's like heaven opening up. I, I really like it. Um, so is there a perfect converter? To me, I really like the Crane Song Head Quantum. Um, so let's see. Converter sound. Since we were already talking about it, let's kind of hop into this one. What's like general like like sound differences that you've heard in converters? Just in like box tone, not in like all the little, little ancillary things that it can do. I mean, different tones, kind of like what I was saying. They can go from very transparent to very dirty in theory. And by dirty, I mean warm. I don't mean dirty, like crunchy. Um. I mean, that's, I kind of talked about, like the Burl to me is one of the most warm, rounded converters I've heard and used. I've used it. it was at one of the mastering places that I first did some stuff at here in town. Um, and that situation was like a pitch and capture with a Burl on both ends. Um, I don't know. I mean, I feel like I kind of touched on it already. I know like I've used antelope stuff and I found antelope stuff to be a bit mid-rangey and not as clear as like a Versa Lynx. Mm-hmm. Um, I've used the larvae stuff and it is, is bright and up front. It sounds is like... Is it lavery or larvae? I don't know. I don't know either. No idea. Um, it's like some people call Lynx Hilo Hilo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, maybe that's, that's correct. Weird. I don't know. High, low? Kind of makes more sense. That's like people low. who call a potato a potato. Tomato, tomato. Let's yeah, I was like, who the, hell, uh, <laughs> who the hell does this guy think he is? Right. Um, so, yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, I could get into them all, but really all you got to know is they just all sound different. Like, you got to test them out. And anyone online who's who says like, or on a podcast, because I was like, oh, converters don't matter. You're just whatever. They're all just pretty accurate. In theory, it's true. They're all pretty accurate, but it's like, it's that <laughs> Tracy Morgan, I think, is doing a commercial right now for a mortgage company where it's like, I, I'm pretty sure we're approved. And he's like, pretty sure. And then he goes through all these situations of like, I'm pretty sure I'm a doctor. I'm pretty sure I'm <laughs> doing this. I'm pretty sure. So that just made me think of that with converters where people are like, it's pretty accurate. They're all pretty accurate. And it's like, well, you know, pretty accurate can send you quite far off. And don't you yeah. want to be sure, you know? I think if you start getting into the higher end converters, the peace of mind you can have is that they're all going to be probably capturing and, and converting pretty, not pretty darn, but accurately. They will be accurate. Um You'll get next to no jitter. You'll get consistent conversion and, and lots of clean headroom, um, which is important, I think. So that's my hot take. Everything sounds different. Try them out if you can. Um, you can DM Matt and I, too, about 
if you want to go more in depth, between he and I, we've probably used most most of the ones everybody will ever talk about in theory. Um, but yeah, what do you think, Matt? Um, as far as tone, I mean, I'm 100% with you that Lynx is pretty darn sterile. Um, so to me, it also like, I don't want to be an ass. It like after kind of going to the crane song, it like it's kind of on like the side of boring, but that's kind of what you want for mastering. And with the crane song, I was just like, holy crap, I've never heard like it's like when I got like my like I switched subs like I don't know, four years ago or something like that from a KRK sub. It was like a V twelve they don't make anymore to a Velodyne DD twelve plus. And it's like literally just sitting, like it's like going from like sitting in somebody's like car, just listening to a lot of bass, kind of annoying, to like listening to like a kick. It's literally like you're sitting in front of like the kick drum, and it's just like wow, this is like musical. And there's not a lot of ways to explain it without being like you just need to hear it. And so um, I'm really glad that I went the way that I did. So I really like the crane song head if i ever need something like super sterile and to knock it in the way i'll I still have my backbone patched so that i can like do everything through the helo um so like as far as like like the little list that i ran down i thought the lavery was great it was just super zippy and it just kind of wasn't like my thing um there was also once again there was also an issue with it uh the dangerous 80 plus transformers out it was pretty darn clean and exactly what you should be getting like out of an AD. Uh, Burl, it's like you got to be kind of going for that tone. And I know some people use it for mastering and I know some people who are like, you can't use it for mastering. Um, I went the route of I'm not using it for mastering, but I don't think that just because I did it that you can't do it. It's just you got to be down with that tone. I think if you do have that um, it would be my assumption that you go the way of the way where you can like bypass the transformers, or um, <clears throat> like you have like a second uh, type of conversion option just to kind of give you some different flavors because that guy is a flavor. Um, and the head quantum, I I like it. I like dealing with the pento and the tape and all that stuff, and I think it's kind of fun. Um, okay, yeah, converter sound. We got like like four minutes or so. Okay. Let's see what I got. What's one thing that you wish a converter had that it doesn't have? Wow, what a good question. I know. This is like <clears throat> fantastic. We are like running out of time. <laughs> we we had a really good time talking earlier, but um what do I wish it had? I wish more converters had like patch bays built into them. All right. That's what I would say. So you don't have to like buy a second patch bay or like a monitor control with patch in it. Like I wish mine my, would. Yeah, go. <laughs> mine would be if and only one converter has this, and I, it's oh, my my mental assumption that it works this way, and I have no evidence to back up that it works this way. <laughs> but <clears throat> the Weiss ADC has a gain reduction meter. And I always thought that was ingenious because if you are ever clipping your converter, you never really know how much over zero you are going. And I really wish more converters had just like a little meter 
that showed, hey, you're going this far. Like, sonically, you know the information that's being removed. But I feel like a lot of people would be a little bit more conservative with their conversion and in clipping their conversion. Um, and by the way, people clip their converters all the time. So there's nothing wrong with clipping your converters. Just the hink, the, the helo gets a little bit noisy. Um, and so y'all, y'all got to listen to the, the helo episode to get through that rant. Um, I think it's like episode 89 or something. Um, but it'd be nice to see how far over zero you are going. And if your converter does make some noise, then you know at what point this pig's going to get a little oinky. It's going to start squealing. And that's my assumption that that's how the Weiss performs. I've never asked anyone, but there is a gain reduction meter on there, and there's nothing else to lead me to believe that it would be anything else besides, hi, this is how far over zero and into like the heat you're going. And yeah, that to me just sounds common sense. I feel like people would be a lot more conservative with their... Um, their smackage on the converters if like there was some type of analog metric to be able to be like okay yeah cool we're still like in the good range um so i think that's kind of where i'm at and i think we're kind of out of time we got like three minutes i gotta be in my car my wife's gonna kill me oh my she's not gonna kill me so normally i just have to tell her if i'm gonna be home 15 minutes late (laughs) so anyway you want to wrap let's wrap Anything else? I'm good. It's great. If there is, we'll cover it in Converters Part Mm (laughs) 2. All right, cool. If you have made it this far, one, thank you. Two, um, there is probably a sweet beat queuing up in the background made by the one and only lovely Sam Moses. Um, Is coming from beesabeats.com. If you like the beat, you can buy it from Sam. He's our only sponsor. We (laughs) We get sponsorship by him just making more beats. And that's about it as far as compensation goes. And then sweet sound effects that, you know, there was share a few episodes ago. Um, yeah. So if you are in search of a mastering engineer, Sam and I would love to be of service to you. Uh, Sam can be found at Moses Mastering. I can be found at For the Record Mastering. Uh, we respond well. Email, Instagram, website, all that good jazz. Um, if you wouldn't mind, if you like this episode, leaving a comment, some stars, some likes. But please, for the love of all things holy, just share it with a friend. And, oh, this can be one of those passive-aggressive things of like, hey, you know how you don't think conversion matters? Here's this episode for you. A quick <laughs> little 55 minutes. All right. Uh, so with that said, I think that's all I got. I got to get going. You got to get going. Gotta Morning, get going. afternoon, evening. Whatever you're having. I was thinking... Well, I was mowing my grass the other day. I should have you do the outro one day. I don't think you've ever done an outro. That's true. I should have you do an outro one day. Cue the music, Sam. Morning, afternoon, whatever you're having. (laughs) Have a good one. Cue the music. See y'all later. Get out of here. Bye. Bye.